Recorded live from K1 Speed Orlando, it's Q-Clips, talking to the max, show on the road. Hello everybody and welcome to Q-Clips, talking to the max. Today is a very special episode as we have taken the show on the row and I am recording here at K1 Speed Orlando as I get ready to take on round number two of the Challenge GP League Night event hosted monthly here at K1 Speed. I'm very excited tonight, you guys, because last month I had a very successful night here at League Night where I set a personal best fast lap around the track of a 25.073 and part of my goals tonight are to land within two tenths if not best my personal best in today's episode i'm going to interview a couple of the other guys who i race with regularly here at k1 speed as well as share with you the format for how we race the league night now i don't know if how exciting this is going to be via a podcast versus recording a race live however unfortunately due to safety restrictions i will not be bringing any of my recording equipment into the cart with me for any of my races purely because i do not want to have the stress of losing the equipment out on the track and causing distraction or a hazard for the other drivers or myself so i will be leaving all of my recording equipment off the track however in between each of the events i will make sure we take some time to talk about how we did share some of how the carts are feeling and some of the goals and challenges as they change throughout the event with that i'll share with you quickly the format for league night here at k1 speed uh the format is you get two qualifier races 14 laps each where the goal is put down the fastest lap time possible uh they take the best lap time from both qualifiers and rank everybody from the fastest lap to the slowest and that is how you start the 16 lap race for position something that's new this year from last year is that we used to do a grid start where if you think of like indycar or formula one there's painted lines down on the track where each car lines up from a dead stop they wave the green flag and we go this year in 2021 we're actually just starting from a rolling start which means we slowly creep out of the pit lane onto the track as soon as the last car enters the track they turn up the speed and we are racing right from that point forward also on today's show we're going to talk to the 2020 orlando k1 speed league night champion charles when he arrives and he'll share with us some of his inspirations for racing at league night as well as his recent experience at the rolex 24 24 hour endurance race at daytona which actually wrapped up just a couple of hours ago so we'll hear about his experience and uh we'll, we'll kind of see what else goes on maybe we'll have some of the other guys also share some thoughts and ideas with us but I'm excited because I'm bringing the podcast on the road. This is the first time. This is kind of the sample test to see how things like this kind of go. And we'll uh, see what happens next. So for those of you who are not familiar with what K1 Speed is, K1 Speed is an indoor go-kart racing facility. They're a franchise and have over 42 locations around the globe and they host a myriad of events. You can do birthday parties here, corporate events, team building events. They have their league night, endurance races, a juniors league night, 18 league night. Um, and they even have something really cool, which is like a whole go-karting academy where they bring in a professional race car driver um, who will actually spend the entire day with you, teaching you the logistics of racing from how you sit in the cart, the equipment that you use, helmet, gloves, 
fire suit. They'll do a track walk with you at that specific K1 speed location and show you how to get to the apex of the turns, braking zones, where to throttle up, how to be smooth on the steering wheel, ultimately in the hopes of young racers or even the old improving on their performance and their lap times around the racetrack. So here at the K1 Speed Orlando, they actually have two racetracks, a drift track, which is track number one. It's, it was converted, I want to say a little over a year and a half ago now from two kind of moderate sized tracks to a small drift track, uh, which I have not raced on yet, oddly enough. I really want to get on here because I know they do something different with the wheels and it's kind of like, you know, think about Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, just kind of sliding around the turn, learning a lot about cart control and trying to put down a quick lap. And then track two, which is a huge racetrack that goes across the entire length of the facility, has about nine or is it nine or ten? I have to go count. How many turns? One, two, somewhere between 10 and 12 turns around this racetrack um, that we race on regularly for league night. So this is where I have my personal best lap time. This is where I'm most familiar with this track. Currently, the track record is a 24.78 held by a man by the name of David Dupree, who races regularly with us here at League Night. He hasn't been here for the first one of 2021, which means if he's not here to defend his title, that fast lime is up for grabs. And the goal is go grab it away from him. So we'll see what happens. But K1 is a really cool place. Uh, they have some arcade games, a small snack bar, a really beautiful lobby that almost feels kind of like you're bringing your car to a Goodyear tire shop. They have tons of merchandise. In fact, K1 Speed has their own line of racing equipment. So if you were serious into the racing business and really wanted to get some professional gear, helmets, gloves, fire suits, Hans devices, uh, shoes, socks, Under Armour, they have literally all of it. You can also purchase trophies and awards for any of your groups that you choose to bring out here or if you just are that dedicated to hosting maybe your own event in some way. And something that's really cool is that K1 Speed, the franchise, is actually going to be one of the primary sponsors for Daniel Suarez and his number 99 Trackhouse Racing car this year in the NASCAR Cup Series, which is super exciting because now K1 is going to have that NASCAR brand on it. It's going to have that draw to it and that exposure to the NASCAR fans, hopefully to draw more people in uh, each and every single day and each and every single league night to keep this business going. The family atmosphere here is actually really cool. It's one of my favorite parts about coming out to League Night. The guys that I met from the first night who are still here now have just been absolutely nothing but welcoming and friendly. Even when I was missing from League Night for over a year due to some scheduling conflicts with work, these guys welcomed me back like I'd never even left. We're all trying to help make each other better. We race clean, we race hard, and if two people get in a tough tussle on the track, well, we talk it out and we move on, which is pretty great and makes for a really fun fun racing environment with that i'm gonna go ahead and take a brief pause here as i wait for some more of my league night friends to show up try to get them here to interview off to the side so we're out of the way and uh we'll return back with more racing stuff soon hi this is naomi from q clips talking to the max and i'm here with your question of the day today's question of the day is in what year did NASCAR host the very first Daytona 500? Is it A, 1949, B, 1959, C, 1969, or D, 1979? Keep listening for the answer to today's question of the day.
Okay, everybody, joining me now is the reigning defending champion of Challenge GP League Night here at K1 Speed Orlando. I am joined by Charles. Charles, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you, man, and congratulations. Today we just found out, literally minutes ago, you were handed a very important piece of hardware. Yeah, it was very good hardware. It was the Challenge GP trophy. We finally got it after like two months. It was finally stripped out. It was quite good. Yeah, missing missing last most of last year. I didn't get to see what the overall championship trophy looks like, but seeing yours, I was like, dang, that's nice. Bright silver, nice base, nice little plaque on it, man. That's congratulations, well well earned. Uh, how are how are you feeling about your chances in 21? Well, I'm not quite sure what my chances in 2021 because of the new changes that we're having with this uh, Challenge GP. I do like what we have so far with how we had a lot of people this past month. We had 17 people, 18 people, and the points were crazy. But I'm not so sure for this month because we just had like six or seven people so far. But it's going to look good. We're just going to play it by ear, just take it race by race and see what we can do. So what inspired you to get into racing? Because you were here before before I first joined League Night. So how long have you been racing here at K1, and what got you into the racing? Well, for me in racing, I was actually kind of a fan since pretty much since birth. I was a NASCAR kid when I was growing up. I'd always play. I think the first racing game I ever had was a ATV, like it was an ATV game where you had like the three wheeler, and you had the Eagle, which was like the four the four wheel the normal ATV, which was really cool. It was racing on that, you could kick people off of it. It was really, it was a really cool, fun little game. And then I got into that and I got the juice. It was like, it was more arcade style. And then eventually I got myself into iRacing racing like maybe like a year ago or so, more or less. But that was after I'd done K1. I did K1 karting. I've actually been karting since like 2017 now when I started in K1. But I've done like karting lines and kind of like got a ride and done. There was nothing too serious. But then I got into the Challenge GP, I was like, okay, everything looks interesting. Uh, the Spencer was actually the first one that brought me to do the Spencer and Tom. So they, they, decided, like, they talked about his K1, they talked about his lap times and everything. I was like, maybe I might have a good shot there. And I gave it a shot. I got on the podium and then I learned about all the nice people here. Everybody was very nice and supportive and, and I liked it. I took it a little more seriously back in those times. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay, for the people that don't know, we had a guy named uh, David Debris, and he would kind of take his driving a bit off to that next level, kind of mm -hmm. L boss. I was not quite there, but I was pretty close. Yeah. Now I'm a little bit less, a little bit more intense than whatever happens happens, but I'm definitely going to go Do you have any pre-race rituals that you do before racing, or do you just get up and just be excellent all the time? That's a good question. I get to meet your friend. Well, I guess that's the uh, one way I put it. I gotta just put my head down, just kind of decide what I just do myself right. Because I, I, I would say that I'm a Christian man, but I, I know some people won't like that, but that's just how I do it. I just kind of get my, it kind of gets me going in, just get my connection between me, the car, and the uh, on my team. And I just feel when I do that, I feel nice and good, nice and connected. I started to develop some of my own. It's nothing with underwear or anything like that, but I have a, I get, I get a, I get a protein shake. Uh, from playing a smoothie on my way into work, and then you know I tie up my shoes real tight before we go to the driver's meeting, and uh, obviously there's always a ritual bathroom break because you know for whatever reason I just always have to go to the bathroom. So like. I get those too. I didn't think about that, but I was just like thinking some other reason I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh, ritual. Count that as a ritual? I mean like. For me, oh, it's always a ritual for me, especially for interviews. Uh, always two bathroom trips for an interview, one for league night. <laughs> That might be too much information, but there it is. We're putting it out there anyway. We have no shame. Hey, if it makes the cut, it makes the cut. 
So you actually just came back from a really cool experience. You were up in Daytona for the Rolex 24 endurance race. Tell me about that. How was that experience for you? Oh, that experience was, it was definitely one of the best. And I'm actually, my first time going to the Rolex was actually last year. When they had the four stars, so I was a few factors with the 911 and the 912. And the first thing I would think of when I think of that point in time in the Rolex was just seeing those horses going around the horseshoe and hear the roar of that engine. Because the way those engines are laid out, the engines are straight pipes running from the headers. So there's no muffler, no nothing. You can just hear that thing pierce through your ears and it's the loudest in the game. I swear I have brain damage from those <laughs> But nonetheless, they, they didn't have those this year, but they brought in LMP3s, which were quite nice. Mm -hmm. But they, they were kind of a bit of a mess with me because it's the first time they're doing it. It's going to get ironed out kind of like how the, D, the DTDs and uh, DPI, like the first year I did, watched it last year, DPIs are kind of, they were close. But they were not as close as this year. This year, oh my gosh, I think you had all the top five and top six were the same lap. Yeah, all in the lead lap. All the lead lap, they all had a chance to win at some point. How many laps did they complete over 24 hours there? I think I, last year was like 700 something, right? They broke the record. There was eight, I think it was like 808. 808 laps? Yeah. Oh my God, that's too many. I know, I was, I was like thinking, of the, I was like, is that a record? Because I was like, I'm pretty sure it is because I think we only had 12, 12 full course yellows, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, Funny enough, when it was um, getting close to the dark time, I was thinking, I'm getting hungry. I want to get something to eat. Next thing I know, full course yellow. And then it was, and it was going on for 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, they're getting back to running. And then the jumbo the jumbo went rumbo. Oh, no. <laughs> and then that basically started another 30-minute full course yellow. So I was like, uh, hey, well, they're going to take the good time to go to Chili's. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Sucks, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, no, no, nothing's really sponsored here. We were talking about... Unless... <laughs> so actually uh, earlier uh, obviously I talk a lot about K1 speed in the beginning part of my podcast before you got here right. and um, you know I was mentioning how K1 is actually going to be a primary sponsor for Daniel Suarez's 99 Trackhouse racing car oh. in the NASCAR Cup Series this year okay. so I think that's going to bring a lot of exposure to K1 speed from the NASCAR market and bring a lot more people in what do you think like so for this style of racing with the go-karting what style of racing do you think it fits best? NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, rally car, sports car? What, what do you feel like is the best comparison, what we do here, to, I, to real life? I say the best comparison, I would definitely say either, for me, it would be either Formula One or sports cars. Just without IMSA sports car series, it's probably the closest thing you'd get to me because if you don't want to make contact, but at the same time, it kind of happens. So, so you can't really say it's Formula One style because the moment you make contact in those, it's race over. Absolutely. But with these, you, you can you can kind of give a little room. It's kind of, almost its own style. Because like, in a way, cause especially with like, say if you go to Orlando Kart Center and the gas powered carts, you have curvings and stuff like that, you kind of almost treat the cart like it's on three wheels. Instead mm -hmm. of treating it like it's on four But I would say, I definitely would think the um, IMSA, when they're doing like the shorter sprint cars, like, you know, like the two or three hour races. But what, what, when we do do the endurances here, it definitely feels like it's own different piece. Because you're always doing constantly changing cars, drivers, and everything. So it's definitely, I think it's almost its own, own different piece. Oh, for sure. It's hard for me to try to compare exactly what it is when I explain this to people because I always usually am really good at explaining NASCAR, but there's not a bank turn here that I can <laughs> accelerate yeah, yeah, off of and like do some drafting maneuvers that I'm really comfortable with. But, well, Charles, I appreciate the time. We're getting close to driver's meeting. 
So okay. I want to make sure that we both can get there on time. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll pause here, but if you have anything as we go through the night tonight, I'm going to keep doing this. So if you want to come back, right. you're always welcome to come back, and I hope you had a good time, and right, it should you. be a good race today, and we'll see what happens, man. Thanks for having me. Good luck on track. Good luck, man. I'm coming for you. All right, cool. Be ready. Yeah, I got a target on my back. <laughs> yes, you do. We'll be right back, everyone. And we are back after the first qualifier. Turns out there are 11 people racing tonight for League Night. I was in the second of the groups. So there was a group of six and a group of five. I was in the group of five. Uh, it was kind of a weird start. We actually bypassed a driver's meeting altogether today, which I thought was interesting because I'm not sure if everyone here is a veteran or a first timer, but it seems like we're all veterans because everyone pretty much understood what was about to happen and the rules. Kind of a weird setup. At first it looked like they were gonna put all 11 of us out on the track at the same time for qualifying and then decided against it last minute and to split us up into two separate qualifiers, which is great because that gives us a lot more room on the racetrack for just being clean around each other and really focusing on putting down the fastest lap and not navigating traffic. So we got out on the track and my cart did not go. It immediately just went and then stopped. So they had to stop the race, get me a new cart. And once I transitioned to that, did pretty, pretty well actually. After our first 14 lap qualifiers, my fast lap is a 25.42 which was second fastest in my group of five. I do not know how that compares to the first group of six because I do not have their score times in front of me or know what's going on there, but definitely an interesting start uh, to today. Everyone's in good spirits about what's going on, but that was a very interesting first qualifier with very little introduction and jumping right into the cart and then going. Something that was interesting that I do appreciate today, I am racing with my very own personal racing helmet, which I purchased conveniently just after <laughs> the first round GP challenge uh, for this year. So it's a GLX style helmet. It's all black. It's it got interchangeable visor with a clear visor or a shaded visor for if I were riding outside in the sunlight, which I never will be. Um, but I can use that for fun if I really want to. And I'm also wearing a rib protector that I purchased through Amazon because I drive heavily aggressively aggressively. Wow, that was not words at all. I'm so sorry. I drive aggressively enough to where I can wheel hop the cart or if I drive too hard I'll slide to one side of the cart and kind of bang my ribs and my lower back on the hard plastic seat. So I went ahead and purchased this rib protector to make myself a little bit more comfortable in the cart and still drive aggressive. One last distraction from hitting, uh, hitting all those bumps and turns. However, it was a really good first outing. Definitely had a very quick cart. It was a little bit loose getting started but able to kind of get that under control and put some quick lap times down and feel really good about what we were doing so that was exciting a little out of breath a little tired need to hydrate now before the second one uh to get back at it and hopefully improve on our lap times so we'll see what happens and i'll join you guys shortly after the second qualifier coming up soon want more from q clips follow us on facebook by searching for q clips talking to the max and on instagram at q clips Thanks for listening. And we're back with qualifier number two in the books. Boy, oh boy, was that exciting and different. Again, in our race, we got stopped for another cart malfunctioning on one of our one of my peers. It was not me this time. It was someone else. But it stopped us right in the middle around lap 10 
of the race, which kind of was a good opportunity to kind of cool down some of the tires on the cart and then kind of get a little bit of a breather and a refresh. However, a little bit frustrating that the cart maintenance just doesn't seem to be up to par to where it normally is for today. But hey, more exciting news out of my second qualifier group of five came in P2 again with a best lap of a 25.088, which looks to have happened on lap six, which is incredible. When you get to the 25 zeros, you're really quick. The 24 second brack is typically for the elite of us who race here, which has been eclipsed by Mr. Robert today in that second qualifier with me. 25.088 is only, what is that? Uh, doing quick math in my head. 15 thousandths of a second off of my personal best at 25.073. So one of my goals for League Night tonight was to uh, be within two tenths of my personal best. And now I am actually within a hundredth of my personal best, which is absolutely fantastic. I'm super excited about that lap time. Definitely quick, definitely gonna guarantee us a really strong starting spot. Uh, I don't believe with only 11 drivers, we're gonna be doing a split A main and B main. I'm pretty confident all 11 of us will be in one race, which means that right now I would be sitting in position number two for that, uh, for that race. As you can hear, the carts are now whipping by me for the second half group, the group of six, for their second qualifier. Our champion Charles is in this qualifier. He actually has the third fastest lap of the week with a 25.101. So if he can improve on that lap time in this race here, he might actually take over that second spot. But right now it looks like Robert is sitting on the pole with a 24.97. So really exciting stuff coming out of the second qualifier. I'm very winded. I need to get some hydration for the race, which is 16 laps. So it's two more laps than these qualifiers, which is great. A lot of fun, a lot of opportunity to pass, but also it can really wear you out if you're not breathing right, not taking care of yourself through the cart. Um, overall, I feel good though. I'm excited with this. This is a really good time. I'm really positively vibing getting ready for this race here. Hopefully it's not too much beating and banging. Hopefully all the carts work during the race so we don't have to pause and restart. And with the rolling start, I know that that was an advantage last month. We'll see if that plays into performance for this month when we get to the race and how things shake out. So more to come, but we are, we are rocking and rolling. I'm coming back before, right before the final race, because just moments ago, the rainy champion Charles put down a lap that has me both energized, excited, and so frustrated. Charles put down a lap that was literally one thousandth of a second faster than mine. He got a 25.087 to my 25.088, which means it's just enough for him to get one more starting spot in front of me in front of the race, which looks like I'll be starting P3, but behind Charles and Robert. Not the end of the world though. We have a chance. We have 16 laps to learn our cart, figure it out, get it to work on this track. And maybe if Robert and Charles were both highly competitive, get too aggressive, I may be able to capitalize on a mistake. I'm not gonna bank on that though. I'm gonna bank on skill, but in racing, it's a little bit of luck, a little bit of skill and a little bit of talent. So whoever's gonna make the right mixture of all three is gonna walk away with the checkered flag today and a bunch of and 11 points towards their overall season standings. I'm hopeful it'll be me. If not, I hope that we can still capitalize on our points for the day, put down some other quick laps, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Our goal for the race, let's get a podium finish, top three. We're starting P3, so I think we can do it as long as we keep the pedal to the metal and have a great race. Oh, I'm so disappointed. I was so close. I was like, yeah, look at me go. I got a quick lap, and then Charles does that. Oh, all right.
Gotta get focused now. Speed, speed. I am speed. Today's question of the day is, in what year did NASCAR host the very first Daytona 500? The answer is B, 1959. Did you get it right? Listen to future episodes for more Q-Flips questions of the day. Well, everybody, we did it. We made it into the A main. They did split it into two. We made it in the A main, started P3, and 16 laps later, only came out in position number four. Unfortunately, about the third lap in, the brakes on my cart just completely died out. There was literally no brakes, so I unfortunately was bumping into the back of a lot of people, uh, mostly the two people in front of me, and I felt terrible about it, but I tried my hardest to continue racing as quick as I could and make some different maneuvers to try to get ahead. Unfortunately, with no brakes, it's very hard to cut inside of other carts and execute a pass, and I ended up getting past, falling back to P4. However, that is not a big loss because in the A main, P4 is going to earn me a total of, I believe, eight points to the overall season, which is a lot of points, and that's a really good jump being two races into the year. But also, better than that, I now have a new personal best lap time on this track, and I've officially joined the 24-second club with a 24.920 fast lap during a race, which is absolutely stellar because in qualifying, you have space. You have the ability to just run your line and do your own thing without worrying about other carts around you. Being in a race, you have to worry about who's in front and behind you as everyone is battling for position. So to get a fast lap during that is absolutely stellar. I'm so stoked to have another new personal best and continue for the fourth month in a row, have shown steady improvement in my lap times and my driving technique and overall performance here at League Night. Now we're gonna get ready for the awards presentation as the B-Main just concluded after some really tight and exciting racing where Jacob took the win in that one. And you guys may be able to hear a little bit of the awards because I will try to record that and we'll see how that goes. Good job, guys. Nicely done. And in the A final, in sixth place, Tom. In fifth, Bradley. In fourth place, Maxwell. Thank you. In third place, Charlie. In second place, Angel. Hey, nicely done. Let me check the let me check the back really quick. Robert. Hey. Well, that is it everybody. That is League Night for you. We came home with another personal best. Laugh time, a fourth place finish in the A main, some good points, and some more confidence to return back on March 7th for the next round of League Night. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope this episode was a little different, a little interesting. Uh, I figured we'd try it as I start to bring the show on the road a little bit and leave the Maxomi Studios back home for us to be able to bring some different, unique, and fun content uh, for you guys. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Q Clips. Please make sure you give us some feedback on what you like, what you didn't. Uh, hopefully you were able to hear everything. I'm going to try to do my best to edit some of this audio to make sure you can hear it well. And, uh, thanks for listening. I will see you guys soon and we'll do league month again in, uh, 30 days till next time.
Bye!